Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2019, we've been welcoming guests onto Cultaholic Island. Guests who have been choosing three of their favorite wrestling matches. Now it is time for a return trip. I'm Tom Campbell, and this is Desert Island Graps Revisited. You want to fight you, jerk? Then I'll fight you back! And you know what? I'm going to make a man out of you! Hollywood Backlot Brawl. We're going to take you there momentarily. Of course, earlier on we saw a hot rod with a baseball bat in his hand and a fire hose. Yeah, one thing you'll never see in the hand of hot rod... That's an Oscar nomination, you know what I mean? An Oscar award, because he's through in Hollywood, and Goldust is fixing to make sure of that. Marlena is here with us, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, she's uh, back in the locker room area, and there, I believe, she uh, in her director's chair. How about that? The champagne is on ice. A little confident in terms of uh, her abilities and the abilities of Goldust. As we take you now, ladies and gentlemen, stand by. Fasten your seatbelt because we're going to take you to a first ever Hollywood backlot bra. Rowdy Roddy Piper is there awaiting the presence of one gold dust. Look who's back on Cultaholic. It's only Effie, isn't it? Oh, and as saying that, you've scared the cat away. The cat has run immediately oh. away. I was really loving the vibe of having the cat in the room. We had Pablo oh. sat right at the front of us as we were getting warmed up. And just as the interview starts, he's like, nah, I'm going to go now. Don't want to sit for the interview. He knows it's all business from here on out. He all only wanted, he wanted to stay for the playful back and forth beforehand. All the business, mainly. Effie, with WrestleMania week officially underway, with the GCW Collective Remix taking place this week, with Effie's Big Gay Brunch happening in just a few days. How are yes. you feeling? Uh, I feel... Tom, I feel freaking crazy. And like the event is coming up so rapidly. And I was talking with, you know, a few of my fellow performers from the GCW roster the other night in a group chat. And, and we sort of had the vibe of like, you know, what a fitting sort of into COVID, hopefully, of like the final show we've got to push through. We're going to follow the mandates. We're going to get through them. We're all, you know, either vaxxed or getting vaxxed. The country is getting vaxxed. We're moving really towards that at a very rapid pace. But to return to the, sh the big show that was kind of taken out of everyone's hands because of COVID and finish that up under those restrictions, outdoor, mass required, you know, we, we want to put on the big full dog and pony show and keep everybody safe for this you know, final push, you know, you can't give in at the last second and let the COVID come back like the Texas Rangers or whatever. You gotta, you gotta at least mask up till we know like, hey, 99.5% of the people rolled in on it. There's some crazies in the mountains, but we seem to be good to go. I need that signal before we're all kissing and jumping in the ring again. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, when you were last with us on Cultaholic, it was for uh, Desert Island Graps, and it was as we were getting ready for Effie's Big Gay Brunch Well, the, in 2020. That's what we were building to. And then yeah. 
2020 happened and it wasn't a thing. Like, talk to us about how you felt like a couple of days following that. As, as, as the dust was sort of settling on this, this show, this whole week of stuff that GCW had planned and it all fell through, sort of where were you at as that was all going on? Uh, it was not the most fun. So, I mean, and particularly in my situation, I've spoken about it a little. I also had to quit my job that February and then March hit. And then I was like, oh, so I'm not going to have, you know, show income. I'm not going to have wrestling income. I'm not really going to be able to sell as much merch. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I've already set the plan to move and give up my other income. What am I doing? Like, am I, am I planning on just like going downtown and, and trying to set up a merch table on the corner and saying like, don't y'all remember wrestling with my mask on? No, you can't do that. So you start adapting, you start figuring it out. It was daunting at the time though, to go from like, Hey, your names everywhere. And I also, in a way felt like, okay, well, you were going to provide this opportunity. You were going to have all these new talent come out and do all this big, you know, gay stuff and have all these big entertainers come over and, you know, out of no fault of my own, but it did suck to know that like we had to put it on hold, but that's why that, that opportunity in Indianapolis presents itself. And you're like, all right, well, it's not anchored by WrestleMania. It's clearly not in Tampa, Florida, like a vacation. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in a concrete building, but everybody went out there and gave as much to wrestling as they could give to that. And the show ended up being a success in a lot of ways. And now moving forward and getting to this position back in Tampa, I almost feel like there's a better looseness amongst the wrestlers of, you know what, we have pushed through this year. A lot of these people have been working through the pandemic, getting tested every week, getting, you know, masks constantly, dealing with travel during this time. So they've worked really hard, even through a hard time. And it's going to be good to kind of push through this. And I think the fans are, you know, even if you're just tuning in at home, which I hope people do, because not everybody can go to Florida at the tail end of a pandemic. I get it. Uh, If you're tuning in from home, you can at least sort of see that, like, hey, they're really trying to push wrestling in a, in a big direction and trying to push it forward and, and trying to try some new stuff. And I think people will leave feeling rewarded enough. You know, of course, I'm trying to sell the pay-per-view, but honestly, we're, we're putting our freaking heart and soul into this one. What opportunities pre- have presented themselves with, with Effie's Big Gay Brunch in 2021 that probably weren't on the table for your original show in 2020? Well, it's a lot of like, thank gods that are not included. And a lot of like, you know, what we know now through the speaking out movement and people who were going to participate, who at that time were being added to the show, you know, oh, well, we'll get more wrestling cloud on the show. We'll get people who wrestling people know. And that decision, I think that burn within our industry has, has set a lot of people on a different path. And I even, I'll pitch to AJ Gray right here and say, you know, I could point to my show and let's say, oh, look, I'm booking people I trust. I know. But I look at AJ Gray and AJ Gray is a, a, a no bullshit kind of guy, to put it plainly. And when he's booking a show like For the Culture, he's going through and he's going, I'm looking at talent. I'm looking at who are the people who are not going to cause me problems. Who are the people who are going to come in and do the job right? And who are the people who are going to be enjoyable enough to be around backstage? And it's rewarding talent because he is actively always searching for who those new talents are. But it's also a gut trust of, we really got to do better. And the easiest way to do better is to hold close to our guns and go with people we trust. And in that way, we've pushed a lot of new names into the spotlight because of that. But really, it's been out of a feeling of we've got to we've got to book people who we know front to back and we know as human beings and not just as an email and a performer who we, we can have some background on and we can know who they really are. And those people come out and really shine and they may not have had the, the opportunities before because they're not willing to go in and do the devious things to get things done, but they're getting stages and opportunities now. And it's really good to see that the fans follow along with that and the fans are happy to see us move in that direction. 
position and saying we would much rather have people in front of us that we at least can verify somewhat, you know, before we're throwing money at them and paying them for pictures and stuff, you know? Yes, there's there's a big card of action for Big Gay Brunch. A few matches that we're seeing this time that we would not have got a chance to see last time. Uh, I, I don't want to say pick your favourite because I know they're all your favourite, Effie. But is there anybody that we need to be looking out for on that show? Any match that you're particularly excited by? Well, I think some of some of the matches that were announced later that weren't singles matches may not have gotten as much attention. And I, do, I did just announce what I consider to be a historic match, honestly. Uh, there's a lot of scrambly matches, six-man matches, six-person matches happening around WrestleMania. But originally, and they've been on board since the beginning, shout out to Boy Butter Lube. They make excellent lubricant, targeted for gay men, keeps your skin so fresh and clean. They have a wonderful line and array of products, but it is also unisex, females, uh, gender-neutral peoples. You're all welcome to use Boy Butter. It's just a funny name, and it's cute. Uh, But in this scramble, I really wanted to present an opportunity where I'm saying, okay, guys, it's a silly name and it seems silly, but this is real life corporate sponsorship on an LGBTQIA run show. We have the support of the city behind us. We have people from, you know, the Tampa Pride District coming in who are excited about the show and excited about what we're doing within the Tampa community. This is real stuff that is verifiable. I mean, they've had huge ad campaigns on the RuPaul's Drag Race shows. So in Florida, they're a known brand as well. This is something where people are going to see it. And at first they're going to go, what? And then it gets that many more eyes on it. They have a whole gay audience that's never watched wrestling. And now they're putting our content out over to them to say, hey, this wrestling show is happening that we're being a part of. And it's going to have all these different gay talents. You might be interested. Turns out there's some crossover in those audiences. But in that match, we have people who... I guess you could say are, are on the rise. I mean, you have someone like Ali Cat, who I think Ali Cat is on the rise in the sense that she's truly finding herself and she's truly letting go. I asked for people in wrestling to lose their minds a bit. And she's someone who's done it so effortlessly over the last year and in a beautiful way where her wrestling style has evolved and it's had to with this slew of opponents. But now with these new up and comers coming in and a whole new slew of LGBTQ talent and a whole new slew of talent willing to be open about themselves, We've got guys like the Whisper in this match. We've got Killian McMurphy, who's straight up has lost his mind. I had a conversation with him about that. He's known as an Irish shooter, but real deal. He's nuts now. It's perfect. Uh, We've got Jared Evans in the match, who has been screaming at me online about an opportunity, thinking he's main event Britney Spears. And I said, come take the lube then, son. Uh, We've got Ashton Starr in this match, who's been tearing up the Southeast finals in the Cassandra Cup against Edith Surreal. Incredible performance. And we've got, did I say frontman jaw? I got onto frontman jaw because of Devon Monroe and they come from the same area. And frontman jaw has now been openly pansexual for about a year and, and come to terms with that. And I'm excited to be able to have him on the show and to showcase what he does. I always say it's very easy to talk, but it is not always easy to do. People ask why Effie can talk so much shit. It's because I do. I do, 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 do. The results are there behind the shit I'm talking. And from me and John talks a lot of shit, but from what I have seen so far and from what I've gathered in the matches I've seen, I think he can do as well. And so he's got a big opportunity here to showcase that in this match. This is such a a new slew of talent being thrown in front of people who may not be familiar with them. And in the wrestling world, we often take that for granted. We pay attention to wrestlers as they're coming up, but this is a new audience and a a whole new world of people that are like-minded that are looking to find those new stars and looking to find those new people to follow. So I hope they shine out there. If people are heading to Tampa, where do they get tickets from? 
All you got to do is go to effygaytampa.eventbrite.com. That's effygaytampa.eventbrite.com. We will have walk-up tickets available. I ain't too proud to beg. Please come to the show if you're in the area. Wear a mask. We are very limited capacity. This is typically a venue that holds 4,000 people. We will have roughly 10 to 15% of that, you know, what is legal capacity, mask required, outdoor. You can still, you know, go over to the side and get mimosas and drink those real quick and come back over. But you got to follow the protocols in the show. It'll be a great time. Or on Fight TV, just search for Epi's Big Gay Brunch 2. It's a $13.99 stream. It's easy. It's fun. 11 a.m. We go live. We'll be done by 2 at the absolute latest, but probably 1.45. Now, we're no doubt going to dip more into, into Effie's Big Gay Brunch and a number of other things because whilst we're here to talk about your WrestleMania week, we are here uh, to sit down with one of the matches that you chose, Effie, uh, to watch while stranded on a desert island. Back before the world caught fire, you and I did Desert Island Graps. And one of those matches that stood out was the Hollywood Backlot Brawl at WrestleMania 12 between Rowdy Roddy Piper and Gold Dust. And Effie, I've invited you here today uh, to take a, a brief time out from this schedule that you're burning through WrestleMania week to, to watch a classic. Now, let's remind people, where were you? How old were you when you first watched the Hollywood Backlot Brawl? Okay, so 1996, uh, I was, I believe I was at this time living near a Marine base in North Carolina. And I remember specifically, we would rent, we would rent the pay-per-views when they would get to the blockbusters and they would have the pay-per-views there after they got to the video. So I may have been later than that. It may have been 97-ish before I even got my hands on it as a young child, a six or seven-year-old going to the store. And, you know, your parents don't care what you're grabbing in the video. So they just go, just put it in, just get the thing. But then I remember my friend's mom specifically while we were watching this match going, you you kids cannot watch this. You, you're, child, you're not allowed to watch this, children. And being very upset with us. And so I think I think somehow it's stuck in my brain in that way. And rewatching it as an adult, and I've, I've seen it a lot of times now, but I still think it's like one of the most entertaining 20-minute segments you can throw together. There's so much influence in even what wrestling has progressed to over these past few years or, or what wrestling is getting to and this cinematic vision of wrestling and the way these sort of characters interacted in this, you know, X-rated way almost that is specifically designed to, to shock the audience and send them into a tizzy and send them into this wild, you know, I can't believe they're doing this. You know, I can't believe gold dust got away with this before even thinking the company would, you know, just set it up that way. Anyway, it's just, it's such a mash of all types of entertainment and it's such a, a funny point i think in roddy piper's career too where like he's like a badass uncle like all i think about now watching this match is goddamn john moxley got so much off of roddy piper's mm. 15 minutes in this match i he feel and that's like that's like not a that's not like a, a rip or anything it's just like roddy piper comes across the whole time as i'm gonna kill this dude i'm not a pro wrestler I'm going to be, I'm, I'm off my head. I'm off my rocker and I'm going nuts in denims. And I'm like, Moxley, I love it. I see. Do you think he just goes in a room every week and he's like, I have to rechannel this? <laughs> Even just randomly entering through the arena and just like that. You're like, oh my God, he's here. I just love it. Look, just that look. So you're going to, so Effie and I, we're going to watch. A desert. We're going to watch the Desert Island Graps match. It's the Hollywood Backlot Brawl from WrestleMania 12. You can watch along with us by going to the WWE Network or Peacock or whatever you've got these days. 
and uh, you scrub to 21 minutes and 20 seconds in to WrestleMania 12. You'll see a picture of Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler staring straight down the camera if you're looking at it. We will give you a second to do that right now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you going to scrub to the finish too? Is it? We're going to oh yeah, yeah. Over. We'll okay, we'll do it. We'll do a little break where people can can scrub and Perfect. find it once more. Now, Effie, can you see the screen? What I am sharing right now? Absolutely, I can. And I have one last thing to say before we get started, just so people know. This is the the worst Vince commentary, <laughs> and it's so awful. It's he is usually pretty terrible at commentary because he's just saying phrases a lot of the times. He's awful. And on top of that, Jerry Lawler doesn't want to say that word. So he's trying to limit his commentary as much as possible. So this is, if you're listening at all to the commentary, it's so awkward the whole time. We'll enjoy it all together on go. You press play at 21 and 20 on the uh, WrestleMania 12 video on go in three, a two, a one, a go. Go. There, already, already Moxley vibes. Already. Oh, yeah, already. The full leather, the baseball bat. And one thing we have to point out is they're screaming into the shot. The driving in this match is abysmal the whole time <laughs> because none of them can drive on this wet-ass concrete. They wreck everything, and I'm sure they said, oh, well, we're supposed to wreck everything. No, they literally... Oh, see this, yeah, I remember them saying that they weren't prepared for it to be as, as, as wet and slippery as it was. So they just kind of just rolled with it here. And this is such an aggressive opening spot too. Like immediately there's glass in the car. I mean, now I've argued a long time about this bat. People have said, no, the bat is fake, the bat is fake. I don't think the bat is fake. I think the frame rate makes the bat looks like it bends at a point, but then it hits the ground and it it's a bat and it's cracking windows. I think it's a real bat. I think I hear what you're saying. It might be something to do with the frame rate, but I like, watch the framing here. It almost like it gives a little, but then he drops it on the ground and it's like, oh no, that's a baseball bat, and he's crushing windows. 
Is there any truth to the rumor that that was Howard Finkel's car painted gold? It's normally Fink's car that gets trashed at these things. Yeah, that's like a very specific car though, you know? But I yeah. guess if they just had to get a car and paint it gold, why not steal the Fink's <laughs> car? And, you know, he ended up getting new cars. Don't ask like Every time he got a new car. What I like as well is that you, you picked this match before 2020, the year where yeah. this would be the norm. Like cinematic wrestling became a thing in 2020. Like this became- the Out of necessity. Yeah. Just the chaos of this is so like, it's, it's, I mean, it's regular a little bit for this kind of birth of the attitude era, but it's still like for a WrestleMania event, this is such a messy, wild adventure that, you know, for the live audience probably wasn't as fun. But watching at home, you're like, where did we go? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and this is just, and, and this is born probably out of the fact that Piper probably wasn't in a position to to wrestle a match properly. But yeah. wanted to put on a show. And, and, oh, and it's, this is what we got. I just, he goes into Vince and he's like, Vince, we can make a movie out there. Give me the golden one. I've made plenty of movies. And he's like, oh my God, a movie. We can, we can film our own. We'll, we'll do it all. And they just were real excited. You know, there's definitely, they were just drinking chocolate milk and having a good old time, having a discussion. There wasn't anything extraneous about it. And look what came out of it. A golden Cadillac and Roddy Piper just ripping through the back lot of a Hollywood studio here. Now this was done three weeks before WrestleMania, so they were they had it in the can and ready to go, which which I think makes the the sequence of events that we have later more impressive in terms of the continuity. Yeah, I mean they kept a lot of it up. They, yeah, uh, it's there's an attention to detail. And I think at this point Goldust is getting a big opportunity here. Clearly, he's getting a lot of reaction, too much reaction in the end. It would turn out, and. Uh, why not? Why not make sure every detail is suspect? Why not? You know, make sure they can't catch you slip and get this stuff right. You know, I think he's working at a level where he may look back dismissively in some ways on the Goldust character, but there is definitely a commitment to story and a commitment to character here that like is sort of unheard of. You know, there are people doing wacky characters, but like for him to be out here doing all of this, and as we get into the fetish and get into all of that, it's like there's such a level of commitment to this Goldust vibe that like he. Really put the into it, and then he hit him with a car. That's nuts. That's outlaw mud show shit, guys. Outlaw mud show. Uh, now, in Piper's book in 2016, um, he, he actually suggested this to Goldust. He wanted to do Goldust a favor because uh, this this comes from our writer Justin Henry. He says Piper agreed to perform this stunt as a thank you to a WWE executive who had offered to watch Roddy Piper's son Colt during filming. So this has been a suggested by an executive. Goldust was keen on doing it. And Piper said, all right, because it's you, you can hit me with a car. <laughs> you know, but wrestling. The book excuses, wait, he did it as a favor because someone watched his son while they were filming yeah. this? Like, can you imagine Roddy Piper coming up to you limping and he's like, you know why I let him hit me with a car? And you're like, why, Roddy? And he's like, because you watched my son. I wanted to do it for you. I needed you to know. And you're like, what? What, Roddy? Of course I watched your son. You had to. Okay. I'm it turns not. Don't out, this on me. It turns out, because I've, I've pulled up the article, it turns out the, the executive in question was Vince McMahon. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> i tell you what, Vince. I, I, Vince goes, tell you what, Roddy, I'll watch your son if you promise to get hit by a Cadillac. 
That's what we'll do. Is that all right with you? That's so silly. That's very Vince. so silly. Very I do Vince. want to point out that all the middle of the of the event footage that tries to go to this Bronco chase is not exactly what Vince McMahon expected in any shot. And as someone who now has done live broadcasts on Twitch and sometimes things go wrong and you need to just play it cool and move forward. I love that you can feel under Vince McMahon's commentary here how fucking pissed he is. <laughs> he's so pissed they're not on the right camera and not at the right spot. And he's trying to just keep commentary. I mean, this is probably one of the nights where he was like, I'll never get on commentary again because this shit can't happen. Because he, it's, it's difficult to do both. It's difficult to do both. Now, this match is split into a couple of parts. So throughout the night, we've, we've stopped it now for the time being. Throughout the night, we do get those sky shots of, I'm putting bunny rabbit ears, the Piper Golders car chase. Except it's not, is it? This is footage lifted from the OJ Simpson car chase. Which is, it's, I can't get my head around that, Effie. Like, like that's a I mean, technically, it's public footage, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I imagine, you know... There's two brains of thought here, which is one, Vince is crazy and went for that. But there's also two, which is someone backstage was like, we just need weird content to do this. And they're like, well, we can't get helicopter shots of Roddy and a Bronco. And they're like, we'll just use these. And Vince never knew the difference. I don't think Vince ever even knew who OJ Simpson was. I think he was just off in his own world. I think he was just like, God, how'd you get these shots? And they were like, I have Vince. We worked really hard on this one. (laughs) You got a pay rise for that uh, so we're now going to move ahead to the conclusion of this match. Throughout WrestleMania night, we've had uh, shots from the OJ Simpson car chase depicted as Goldust and Piper. You want to scrub ahead to one hour, 15 minutes and 58 seconds in. If you are uh, still having the WWE Network in your possession, uh, it's yes. labeled finish of Piper versus Goldust backlot brawl. Uh, if it's not, then one hour, 15 and 58. Give you a second to find that right now. And welcome back. Right. Uh, let's Perfect. wrap up the conclusion. We're going to on go press play for the finish of the backlot brawl as we come back to the arena in three, a two, a one, go. Todd, where are you? So there's Todd, who is. Yo, I will say, Pengill was boom on the money with every shot. Mm. I like Todd's work. He gets a lot of grief for being a little bit cheesy and a bit cringe, but I really like him. Oh, here if you were if you were the badass wrestler character, would you not want the nerdy cheesy dude next to you to make you look more badass? Damn Who right. knows what he's doing? And you could just show up and he's like, I know exactly what questions to ask you and how to time it. Like I would never dog on on Todd, dude. He's in my corner. He was very good at what he did, and it was nice to see him back in your house for for NXT last year, like a nice little return to form of our boy Todd. Bring him more back. They've got enough content to make. You can give a digital show to Todd Pattengill. People oh, will watch that. of course you can. I if do want to say here. Conrad will give him a podcast. With the pre-match promo and with Marlena here and the spots that she had, she visually adds so much to the gold dust character and performance, especially here. To see her, she's sitting with the champagne and the cigar and, you know, she's pulling him out she's waiting at ringside it's just like there's something so together that works with this against that absurdity of him yeah i think that that was a big oh papa a wild papa yeah. appeared never spotted that before. Listen, yeah here if you can hear vince is pissed is diesel <laughs> diesel's like get the camera off me man i'm not doing this oh vince yeah this is Oh no. Vince releases though when he finally gets the shot. Listen, he's still confused. I don't know. We've got our cameras. There's gold dust. Oh, there's gold dust. 
<laughs> the crowd is so loud. Like, I know y'all want to hear us, but listen to this crowd on your own. The pops that are coming up are bananas. They love Piper. He did a pay-per-view. They, was it, was oh. it the King of the Ring in 95? I think he did, or 94? Did he? King of the Ring 94, and, and this that was a couple of years before, and he was, he had a match against Lawler. The match wasn't great, but the, the reactions were stunning. And here, like, he's huge here. Well, we've seen the Jerry Lawler match. We kind of know how that goes, you yeah, know? Yeah, this is true. See, again, look, and this is what I mean, continuity. Like, they've got, they've got the same oh, yeah. clothes on. Same they've got wounds. Same, same wounds. Paint. Oh, it's great. Same outfit, same everything. Yeah, I'm sure he was like, do you have any nacho cheese? I got to put more nacho cheese in my hair before I go out there. Marlene is waiting, hurry. It must have just been a case of finish the shot, cut, right, outfits off, hand them to somebody, put them in a bag. Polaroids. Leave them for three weeks. Don't don't put any weight on. (laughs) Let us know what you're eating. And, you know, Goldust is, is targeting the nuts to much effect here, but I think, you know, we'll get to where it goes. What a strange fucking turn for the crowd to get behind, but I guess the times they are changing. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Listen, it's, just all oh, they hate him. Because it was just so much, so much hatred for this character, and it was the, the undertone. I say the undertones. There wasn't much under about the tones, but the all this, Let's, it's just like... All he had to do was grab that denim ass. God, and it was like, easy. And then a nut shot, and they're like, what the fuck? And sometimes I think that fascination provides such an emotional uh, buildup in people that they don't know how to express it. But when you're in a room full of a confirmation bias towards just screaming hatefully at someone, it's a lot easier to get it out that way. And I think this is a whole crowd releasing like a weird fascination that it's just much easier to go, oh, I hate it. And go yeah. like, what's going on here? But you can imagine, like, for a lot of people who, who maybe hadn't come out at this point, watching this and hearing, boo, the man touching another man's bum. Like, that's that's going to mess with you. Yeah, but also, like, look at this, like, Shrek 2 motherfucker who's 6'5 and gigantic in a gold pantsuit who's like, I don't give a shit, I'll nutshot you. There's something also that, like, Forces a fuck you spirit in the LGBTQ community where we're like, yeah, we'll fucking, we'll nut you in the back a lot if you fuck with us. And I think that's okay too. I enjoyed the video. You put out a video ahead of uh, Effie's big gay brunch where you said, everyone's welcome. Please come along. But if you're racist, homophobic, uh, we, I will fucking kill you in the streets. <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, the energy, the energy. Was there, there were domestic terror threats on the event because of that at the at the time, and a sheriff confirmed to me that since I was a character, that I my statements could not be taken as uh, a real threat that I was actually going to kill anyone in the streets. But the threats made against my event were not from a character and from a person. And uh, those were treated as a domestic terror threat. So I'm glad I had the law clarify that for me. You know, fuck cops, kill homophobes. I can say it. It's Effie the character. You know what I mean? Like, it's all just a, it's so a play, as right? You, as long as you say, oh, it's a character. Well, I will kill it's you. Proven in a, in a legal concept. Not in a court of law yet. We'll get there, but it could be fine. And then look. The, the rest of this big Roddy comeback that you see is so nut-focused. And, like, you know, people are like, well, he got him at his own game. But I'm like, it also comes back to that, like, weird undertone of, like, 
everyone's got a weird nut fascination now Very there's a little gayness in all of us and we'll get to that because like i mean the biggest moment in this match is about to happen in a few moments and it's fucking incredible is it that kiss just then or is it because well, that kiss is is great but roddy now i mean look at this he is so flabbergasted he did not sell a punch he's not selling the gut and the crowd like they're about to freak the fuck out because they're with him. They're like, oh, dude, you fucked with our crazy drunk uncle. And he's about to fuck you up. You should have never kissed our crazy drunk uncle. <laughs> so now he comes back and just rips dude right in the bajoinkles <laughs> until he goes down. Look how fired up Ronnie is. The crowd is nuts because he ripped the man's bajoinkles. And now what's he doing? I got you by your own game milking it and just sending one right right to the center split how does it feel not great this is yeah like and now look at this like he's fully doing the gold dust gimmick <laughs> and there you go and now let's just humiliate him in front of a live capacity crowd that paid hundreds of dollars here once he reveals that he's in the lingerie he kisses him <laughs> when it's revealed that gold dust is wearing lingerie underneath his gold bodysuit that's when roddy piper returns the kiss the whole that's when it's the most demeaning moment the whole idea that like i'm gonna play you at your own game but worse much worse but the crowd gets so behind it and then at the end they have to kind of ask themselves like did i just go crazy for a man ripping a man's gold bodysuit off to reveal his lingerie and then kissing him on the mouth he did you did it yes, was entertaining and they have to kind of like put that aside, even in their brain for a moment, whether subconscious or not. I mean, Goldust is six fucking five. <laughs> He's wearing a full thong. This shot, I think, is one of the most beautiful in all of wrestling. Marlena carrying this giant ogre of a man. Like, I'm not saying he's an ogre in that way, but like he's double her size. A big guy. Hunched over. She's trying to cover his bare ass with her beautiful gold dress, hair done perfectly. And he's the like demure, like, oh, darling, I'm so embarrassed. The gigantic 6'5 bald guy in a, in a thong. It's like, no, don't let them see, darling. And they go nuts. Amazing. It's a hell of a match. It's a hell of a moment. It's a, it's, it really, it was really something that, that sort of showcased the way that the company was going, how we were moving away from that that very saccharine new generation era and into something a little bit more unknown. We're pushing that creative envelope a lot more. And yeah, this was raw. And this is, I think even one of the car segments cuts from Stone Cold still being managed by DiBiase right to this car segment. And it's like, they hadn't even seen Stone Cold yet. Yeah. This is nuts. Like what Piper is doing here this late into his career after doing everything, just being like, I'm going to show up in a studded belt and denims and do stunts. It's bananas to me, and it's so freaking good. It's Stone Cold Roddy Piper, isn't it? In all his it glory. It sure is. It was a heck of a match. So, how, so watching that back, like... I'm so like, excited right now. Like, it got me fired up. Yeah, that, that's why. I, that's what I love about doing this, is that it's it's allowing people to watch that back and, and remember why... After a year where we haven't done it so much and, and a year that we we even got burnt out looking at it, it's nice to go back and watch those moments that remind you why you're a fan. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to do that to myself all the time because like, I'm like, oh, I watch so much wrestling, but I really have kind of 
been able to turn my brain off to it. And it's like, look, when I'm performing, I'm performing. When I'm at shows or when I'm on the stream or when I'm just sitting around watching matches, like I'm just enjoying the wrestling. I'm not trying to overread into it. I'm not trying to figure every trick out. I'm just like trying to enjoy wrestling. And I think there's something about like also talking over the match and commentating out to people where my brain sort of can shut off and I'm just watching what I'm seeing. And so like Twitch has been really cool to be able to do that too, because I have this different appreciation for a match. Now I watch a lot of damn matches with the Twitch stuff. Where, when are you next on? Are you doing much stuff over the next couple of days or is it all just um, WrestleMania focused stuff now? Uh, I'm still doing my Wednesday stream. So I've sort of overbooked my week. I love doing that uh, <laughs> in a sense. I have uh, about 300 t-shirts showing up today. I have to ship all of those out before I leave for WrestleMania because of no other deadline than my own because these shirts are a little late and I really want to get them out. I'm doing a front page stream Wednesday at 4 p.m. my time, Eastern, which I think is 9 p.m. your time, maybe? Doesn't yes. matter. Yes, it is. Weird Wrestling Wednesdays, they throw me on the front page so we get a lot of randos that come in and I pick just like the strangest, wildest, weirdest matches I can find. There's, It's like there's no rules to what Weird Wrestling Wednesday can be. We watched Robots wrestle the other week and they've got this robot that can do a 450. It's incredible. They're taking our germs. <laughs> he took our germs! Where is yeah. the robot stuff from? Uh, it's from Japan, and they're you know they're about one foot to two foot robots. They do require a little bit of human assistance, but they've even done things like these exploding barbed wire kind of matches and these crazy you know high spots that they help them set up for. And each of the robots seems to have sort of a different mechanical skill. So seeing these matchups, there is sort of like a well, how's that going to work? And they've even figured out how to teach some of them to suplex. So like it's fascinating to see what they bring to wrestling because it's just these robot programmers who are deciding like we want to see wrestling done by these robots we think it's possible and they're programming wrestling their way and that's sort of the new wave of all wrestling which is people are capable of creating wrestling now in a lot of different ways and what are you going to bring to wrestling that's a little bit different i've really i found a fascination with a lot of the southeastern asian wrestling recently and there's a lot going on in singapore uh, in malaysia and even vietnam and thailand that there are these kind of unknown talents but you look at the rooms they're selling out you see a lot of like expats from uh probably the uk and, and the usa that are out at these shows but they're packed to the roof they have great skill from these wrestlers but they bring little bits of their culture and their identity into it that make it a very recognizable sport but also a very unique thing that is its own identity and seeing that in all the different regions around the world and all even the different regions in america there's such a uh, a push to make sure that there's all these different versions of wrestling and not just one little corporate way that you wrestle. Uh, and Twitch has allowed me to sort of like open that up to even more people. And like I, one of the biggest ones that we've had recently, and I wish there was more footage and more matches. There are these women in Peru who wrestle a very high Lucha Libre style, who uh, do it in full traditional garb, these large, like beautiful Sunday sundresses and do full Lucha Libre that way. And it's crazy. And watching that on the stream, you're like, I never knew how much people would like this or, or how much people would want to see this and giving them the opportunity to see it there. They can now research on their own and find even more out. I'm just excited about wrestling, Tom. I don't know. No, and that's good because there's so, we're, we live in a point where there's so much of it. And if the stuff that's kind of in the, on, on the on the highway doesn't do anything for you there is so many beaten tracks that you can wander down there's so many different passages you can go down that it takes a whole different style of wrestling and a whole different and it brings back that love for 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 the sport all over again 
Uh, oh, this, for sure. And this week, there's a lot of love for wrestling. Uh, so this is where we do the big plug for Effie's Big Gay Brunch. One more time. One more time. I want to make sure that everyone knows if they're going to Tampa, if they're going to if they're going to Florida, if they're going to be part of WrestleMania, they need to be a part of Big Gay Brunch as well. Where do we go? What do we do? How do people get there? Listen, it's very easy. You can tune in live on Fight TV or even watch the replay if you miss the start of the event. You don't have to be there right when it's happening. You can jump in at any point. All you search is Effie's Big Gay Brunch 2. Uh, you'll see it's the one from Tampa, Florida. And uh, if you're there live, if you're in Florida, if you're hanging out, we're at the Cuban Club. It is right in downtown Ybor City. You can't miss the Cuban Club. It is gigantic. All outdoor, mass required, or go to effiegaytampa.eventbrite.com to get tickets, or just walk up on us. Come on in. We got tickets. We got everything. We got dream matches. This is the, I mean, this card to me is the first where I'm getting to say, not only are we putting on new talent, but I'm also getting to ask talent specifically, like, what would you do? And they're telling me, and I'm going, let's make it happen. And it's fucking crazy to me. It's so cool. 